Okay, Bokar Tov. All right. Today's daf is Zion, but we pick up on Vav Amaset. So let's get a moving. Um, okay, so Mishnah, top of Vav Amaset. So we discussed yesterday, right, what happens if somebody has put aside extra money um, and is it con- for the Shekel, is it a mistake and it's not Kadosh or it isn't a mistake um, or it doesn't matter that it's a mistake and it is Kadosh and if it's Kadosh and it's extra, then it said it goes lina dava. Dava means a free will, but it technically means that it's going to be used in the base of mikdash for bringing olas when the mizbech is, um, you know, is sort of uh, not so active. So this mission then turns to the question of general issue about when you have leftover monies that were sanctified and set aside for a certain korban, what do you do with them? So let's take a look. Mishnah. Moser Shkalim Chulin. Leftover money for Shekel is Chulin. That's the position of Beit Hillel, that if you were putting in, if you were putting in money, um, then any, since there's a fixed amount for Shekel, anything extra was unintentional, was a toes, and therefore is Chulin. Moser Asirit Aifa, you put aside money for bringing a tenth of an Aifa, for like a uh, Mincha, um, or a Korban, well, actually not a Mincha, we're going to see it's a Chatas, uh, one of the types of a chatas olam, uh, of an olaviyoret, a chatas that has a varying um, type of korban you can bring, amount that you bring, whether it's a bird, whether it's a mincha, whether it's a larger animal, based on your wealth. That's a very specific, narrow category of chatas for certain sins. So the low, smallest thing you could bring is a tenth of an efa. So that, if you have leftover funds for that, which is a type of a leftover funds for a chatas, or moser kine zavon bikine zavot, or birds for a zavon zava, which is um, which is also at least one of them is a chatas, bikine um, yoldos, or a woman who has given birth, chatos um, rashamos, or leftover money for chatas and asham, mosrane davas. So this is the general rule for any leftover money for a chatas or anything similar to a chatas, like an asham or this asividaifa, that any leftover funds you can't use it for another chatas. Um, it's specific to this one so the halacha is and assumes that it's all halacha l'moshe misinai that the halacha is that it goes for this free will for this ola for teit samizbeach okay zekwa one minute koshu ba'u shem chatas mishum ashma anything that's coming for chatas and for an asham mosra nidava the leftover money is a nidava now again it is worth mentioning that you know that not all of this is a chatas like if you just look at for example the Yoledis case I mean it's coming for here that's um it's easy one to jump to. Right, it says, right, it most, they're obligatory, right. So the Kevis is Lola, and then you know the Torah is So presumably when it says Kane Yoledes, it's talking just about the birds, which are the Chatat part of that. Yes, what did you. These are not things you can bring voluntarily. No, well, that is true, but there are olas as well. But the end of the mission doesn't emphasize what's obligatory. It ends with the chatas point. Yeah. Rabbi Dov, what did you want to say? There's a Hebrew point there. That word is that which comes from the nest. Yeah, kan. Kan is the right. nest, meaning birds. So it's kan before. Yes, right? it means birds. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, just one second. Just quickly look up one other thing here. Um... Yeah, so for example, if you look at like the uh, Zavah, 
It's um, So when it says right? you know, that could include also the Ola. So then it's interesting, and we'll see a little bit of this in the Gemara, when you have like a package deal, when you have like both birds, one is a Chatos, one is an Ola, what is the, how do you treat, do you treat that money as, you know, as one package, or do you divide it? So the simple sense of the Mishnah is that since fundament, there is a Chatos there, and we could also say fundamentally both birds are being brought for a Tahara process, Chatas does not just mean sin. Chatas, particularly in the context of Zav, Zav, and Yoledes, also means purification, so that that's treated with this halacha, that the leftover is for a Nidava. Anyway, I just pointed out, because although there is a chatas there, not both birds are a chatas. And now we look about what's le- what the story is with leftover for an Ola. Moser Ola, la Ola. Leftover money for an Ola is for an Ola. Now, the difference by saying Ola and Nidava is Nidava is communal funds, which the Beis HaMikdash uses to bring for an Ola when the, when the altar is not busy. Whereas an Ola means if you set aside money for your personal Ola and you have leftover, just save it up. An Ola is a free will sacrifice. Save up that money and use it next time you want to bring another Ola. Most are mincha mincha. Similarly, if you set aside money for a mincha and you have leftover, fine, put it aside. Next time you want to bring a mincha, you can draw on those funds. That is a personal free will sacrifice. It is not obligatory and sin related like the chatos um, or purification related. Um, and therefore, this you get to hold on to the money, not that it's chulin. You hold on to it and you use it next time you have a similar use. Similarly, most are shlamim, shlamim. Leftover money for a shlamim goes for another shlamim. For yourself, next time you want to bring a shlamim. Most are a pesach, leftover money for a pesach, lishlamim, goes for a shlamim, which is interesting, right? Because you could have said, why don't I just save that money and use that money for next pesach? But this gets us back to everything we learned in Mesechus Pesachim, this idea that after pesach, the, if you actually have the animal that's left over or money, it converts its status to a shlamim. Most in Izirim and Izirim. If you have money that is for Nizirim, multiple Nizirim, meaning somehow there's a communal collection, I one has to try to imagine what the sociological phenomenon was, that there were a lot of Nizirim in your community, and they all needed to bring Korbanos, and they didn't necessarily have the money for it, so you raised up, because the Nizirim was over, you raised funds for the Nizirim, you had a special Nizirim charity, that, then if it was left over, you say, hold on to it for the next Nazir, because it's not specific to a particular Nazir, and therefore, it can be used for the next one. Um, however, no. Most are Nazir, no. Most are Nazir, Lina However, if you're an individual Nazir and you set aside money for your Korban, then it's similar to the beginning of the Mishnah where it's obligatory sacrifices at some type of a Korban that's brought purification or it's not exactly purification but to change the status, to end a period. And that type of a situation, you do not use it for the next one. That's seen as very specific for the one you're in, like the Chatos, and the leftover money would actually go for Nidafa, which is similar to the ruling of the Chata. Okay, so let's take a look now at the Gemara. I'm Reb Yossi, said Reb Yossi, Adana Taman, while I was still there, which is what's there, there's understood to be Bavel, so it's quite interesting, right, when, you know, in the Bavli you get a lot of going to Eretz Yisrael, um, here you get a lot, here you get references of being in Bavel. So when I was still there in Bavel, Shamit called Reb Yehuda, Sha'al Shmuel, I heard the voice of Reb Yehuda asking Shmuel, very interesting, like, gra- you know, almost graphic way. He didn't just say, oh, I heard that Rebbe Yehuda asked Shmuel. I heard the voice of Rebbe Yehuda asking Shmuel. Maybe he was asking from behind a curtain. I don't know. Anyway, no, but Shammah's called Rebbe Yehuda, Shalli Shmuel. I heard Rebbe Yehuda asking Shmuel the following question. Somebody set aside their shekel, they sanctified their shekel, and then they died. 
So, what do you do with the money? So he, that was the question. So that's sort of like a Moser Shkalim, leftover money for a Shekel. That goes to an Adava. Now, even though our Mishnah says Moser Shkalim Chulim, that's when, you remember, you were putting aside pennies and you weren't aware that you had actually already hit a half Shekel, so the rest was considered Hektish Ta'ut. This is not Hektish Ta'ut. This is you are sanctified, the guy sanctified it properly. Then he just died. So what do you do? So if you remember from the last Mishnah, we said that when actually something is sanctified legitimately as a Shekel, and you know, like for example, running to Big Shemai, they don't buy into this whole idea of Ta'ut, and the money is left over, it goes Lunidava. So the same ruling is here, that leftover for a Shekel goes for Lunidava when you do not have the Ta'ut element. Yes? Is this Rabbi Yosef, uh, actually Rabbi... Rabbi Yosef, um, uh, who was blind. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting question. Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef. Yeah. The Mishnah is a Tana. No, 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 no. no. It's it not a Tana. It's an Amor. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I don't know the matching up of the ways the Amoraim are referred to in the Yerushalmi because obviously sometimes the names get converted, names get changed, changed yeah. a little bit. Yeah, it's a good interesting question. Maybe that's why he said this voice cool. stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's an interesting uh, speculation. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Just a quick uh, Korban clarification. I bring an Ola yeah. or I bring a Shlamim. My Kavanot different? Um, you don't really need Kavanah, although the Rambam says that the same way there's an idea of saying a Vidoy and a Chathos, the Rambam, I don't know if he has a source, but anyway speculates that you would actually say like Divrei Shevach over a Shlamin. You would sort of also do some type of a, you know, of a, of a ritual to give it context and meaning and so on. Right, you're also supposed to be Mechaparanaseis, how you exactly conceptualize it. But the Gemara doesn't talk well, because that's a very, you know, sort of like significant about the whole shift from Korbanot to Tfilah, is the issue of Kavanah versus an external type of an act that you know that that is effect, that is seen as sort of being you know effect, effectual. Okay, so now it says like this: Most um, Now, what do you do with leftover money of the Asirita of his? Now, who's the his? What's the what's that what's that uh, pronoun about? So we're going to see that what it means is it's assuming we're talking about a coin gadol. Shalom, the, the one person who brings a regular asirita haifa. The red coin gadol brings an asirita haifa every day, half in the morning and half in the afternoon, as a mincha. So that's the question. That's an obligatory sacrifice, um, and that's different from the Mishnah, which is talking about a asirita haifa of a chatos, when it's a ola viore. So, but it's not necessarily clear at the outset. So let's take a look. What do you have leftover money from that? You throw them into the Dead Sea. There you can't do anything with them. Rabbi Eliezer Omer Yippul Nedava. No, you use it for the Nedava, for the uh, you know, for the Beitim, for the Mizbeach when it's not busy. So the Mishnah says, "Matnisa Pliga." Rabbi Yochanan, our Mishnah directly aren't contradicts Rabbi Yochanan. Moshe Shkalim Chulim, Moshe Tzivisefa, Moshe Kinei Zavim Vizal, Kinei Zavos, Moshe Kinei Yodos, Chatos Rashamos, Moshe Nedava. Our Mishnah says that leftover money from the Tzivisefa is Nedava. How does he say throw him into the Dead Sea? So Ma Avi Le Rabbi Yochanan, what does Rabbi Yochanan do with our Mishnah? Pasalah, he explains it. Our Mishnah is talking about the Asimite of a of a chote of, of a mincha of a chote. Again, a normal chatas has to be uh, an animal, has to be a sheep or whatever. But um, but if you are a very specific number of sins, like five types of sins mentioned at the end of Parak of, of Parshas Vayikra, 
um, that are in this category of Ola Viore, that if you don't have the funds for it, you can bring a lesser korban, and one of them would be, and, and therefore the, the lowest of that would be the Asiwi Taifa, this Mincha, which serves as a sin offering. That's our Mishnah. Our Mishnah is talking about a type of a Chatos, a, a substitute for a Chatos. But what the Kohen Gadol brings as an Asiwi Taifa, that's an obligatory Mincha, which is not a Chatos. Now, again, this raises the question. When we say, if you can't use the funds, they go for Nidava by the Chatos, presumably the explanation for that, the easiest explanation for that is, something that's obligatory, that's de- designated for a particular obligation, and then there was X over funds, you can't use it for the original obligation, you can't therefore transfer it to another type of an obligation, so there there's sort of the catch-all, the general halacha, that it goes lean dava to this Ola on the uh, you know, when, when the Mizbech is Batel. That seems to be, it's not limited to for example, as a, it, it applies to the shekel when it's not opposed, like we said before. The guy set aside the shekel and he died. It applied to a nazir who had leftover funds for his korban. It applied to the birds that he alleged that, 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 that a zava brings, even though one of them is an ola. So the logic to say that the leftover funds for a coin gadol for his mincha, even if it's not a chatos, should go with nidava makes a lot of sense. It seems that nidava is what you do with leftover obligatory funds. does not seem it's unique to the idea of a chata. So I have to tell you, I don't understand the position of Rav Yochanan that says, well, this isn't a chata, and it's obligatory, so you don't know what to do with it, so therefore you've got to just throw it out, throw it to Yamamela, dispose of it. If that's true, why don't you do the same by the Shekel? Why don't you do the same by, you know, I don't get it. It seems that the general rule is, is that if it's obligatory and left over, it gets used lean dava. That's a communal dava? Yes, a communal dava. So it was an individual, it's left over from it's an individual, individual obligation, but the obligation. And obli- Cohen says to himself when he gives that the dava, he doesn't say to himself, he gives it to the base of Mikdash as the money, and the base of Mikdash puts it in its general funds that it draws on when it needs to get more activity on the Mishpah. Ah, so it's not a specific, it's not no. transferred to a specific Correct. korban. Correct. It goes All these funds that go into Dava, they get given to the base of Mikdash, they get put in this fund. It slush fund. Well, yes, but it's a specific fund to be used for keeping, keeping Korbanot being brought on the Mishpah. And that money was kept in one of those Lishka Ocean. Yes, it was kept in yeah, there was a special yeah, space that was Right, or, or a box or something. Yes, a shofar. Yes. So, um, so anyway, I don't know the idea of Rabbi Yochanan, unless, again, Rabbi Yochanan makes it different because it's a type of a, not just obligatory private korban, which is everything we were talking about, including the shekel, but it's sort of obligatory communal. On the one hand, it's like the Kohen Gadol is sort of a private individual, but on the other hand, it's also about the general things that are done in the Beit HaMikdash, so maybe that's why he sees this as somewhat different and actually does not go to this Nidavak category. Otherwise, it's hard to understand. All right, now the Gemara continues. Rabbi Yossi Amar, Alda Alio, Rabbi Yossi on the following, Alio, the Mephrashim saying means to like ask. I mean, an alila is like a complaint. Um, I'm not exactly sure. Some say the, the word is al, not alio. Um, but I didn't, I had meant to check actually, there's a good Palestinian Aramaic dictionary. Um, you know, for the Yushalmi by what's his name, Sakalov. Oh, cool. I didn't get a chance to check it. But anyway, they say the word Aliel here means to ask. Alda Aliel Abba Barba, the Inun. Okay, this is the following thing Abba Barba sort of asked or, or, or said. The Inun, I mean, we say, I'm sorry, they say, they in, in Bavel say the following. Shehem Omrim, Minayin Shapezach Mishkanel Shlamim. 
how do you know that a Pesach, this is going back to the line of the Mishnah that leftover funds for Pesach gets used as a Shlamim, how do you know that even the animal that's sanctified as a Pesach, if, you, if it's after Pesach and you shecht it, it, it converts to a Shlamim? Talmud Lamar, the verse says, shlamim. If it's a sheep and it's being brought as a shlamim, that's the pasuk in the beginning of a yikra that tells you how to offer a shlamim. So the drasha that they make in Bavel is the following way. Anything, the iminatzon, any korban that's a sheep korban, if you don't use it for the right thing, if you didn't use it for its original purpose, it's mina, it's zevach shlamin, it becomes a shlamin. Yes, except it's a little bit too inclusive, which is what his question is. So this is what Reb, so this is what he asked. So it says that you know Reb Yossi asked, uh, you know as they said that Reb Abba Barba asked. So this is so in Babel they made this rush. So Reb Abba Barba challenged this. Hatevun is this really correct? Hayasivun Haray Ola Minatso. How about an Ola that comes from sheep? So Davar Sheino by Ela Minatzon. So so I'm sorry. Haray Ola. I'm sorry. Put the comment wrong place. How about an Ola that comes from sheep? So why don't we say leftover of an Ola comes a Shlamin? And we don't. We say it's an Ola. So the answer is no. Min Hatzon. Min Min Hatzon. Davar Sheino by Ela Minatzon. Something that only comes from sheep. So an ola would not be included in that in that because an ola can come from cattle. So iminatzon includes pesach that only comes from sheep, but does not include ola that can come from things other than sheep. But we're not we're still not done. Hayasivun is this still correct? Ahavei asham. How about an asham that only comes from a sheep? Comes from a, from from a male sheep, a ram, but it only comes from a sheep. So maybe if you leftover money from an ashram should be used as a shlamin, maybe that's in the pasuk as well. So Amar Rav Boon Bar Kahana, no, minatzon davar shuba mikhlal hatzon. Yatsa, I'm sorry, mikol hatzon. Thank you, mikol hatzon. Yatsa ashram sheino ba elamina elim yovad. No, tzon means all type of flock. Tzon doesn't just mean sheep. Flock includes sheep and goats. So a shlamin can come from sheep and goat, and a pesel can come from sheep and goat. But an asham can only come from male sheep from rams. It cannot come from goats. A pesachot can only be male. But an asham can only come from sheep and cannot come from ram, from goats. So yatsa asham, it excludes asham, she'enaba elamina elim bilvad. Only comes from rams. Again, not meant to, to emphasize the male part. It's meant to emphasize not goats. So in something that can come from all types of flocks, sheep and goat, a pesach, if you don't use it for a Pesach, you use it for a Shlamim. So we've excluded an Asham, which is only from sheep and not goats. We've excluded certainly an Ola, which is even from cattle. So we have the Pesach telling us about a Pesach. But we're still not done. So the Gemara says like this. So B'chol Atar, in all places, At Amar mean Lima'it. You say when it says mean something, it doesn't mean the whole category. It means a subset, from Yechan Atmar, and here you're saying Atamar, Ataomer, Min Lerabot, that mean is inclusive. Min Atzon means all types of flocks, sheep and goats. Min usually means a subset. So how can you say mean is coming to emphasize both sheep and goats? So Amar Avmana, so Avmana says, Hachinami, Min Lema'et. Yes, mean is excluding some types of sheep. It excludes sheep that, you know, two years old, right? A Pesach can only be one year old. It excludes females. A Pesach can only be males. Of course, a woman can be females, but a Pesach can only be males. Okay, so the mean Hatzon means some type of a thing that comes from a subset of the sheep. Not all sheep. Not the females. Not the ones that are two years old. So it would be the Pesach. 
But Tzon still means all types of sheep, means both sheep and all types of flock, sheep and goat. So we're choosing to read Tzon to mean sheep and goat, and therefore to exclude an Asham, and Min to exclude things that are two years old, or female, and therefore to focus us on the Pesach. So the Gemara though points out the Gabe Asham Nami Min Lemaetu Shena Bayelim Yilayim. It's sort of not exactly clear. This may be a response back and saying, okay, then why not say that the Min works for the Asham as well, and it's coming to exclude, um, you know, th- you know, it's coming to say only sheep and not goats. All right. So basically, it's uh, we uh, we sort of have an answer. We sort of don't. Okay. Again, the Russia is. Something that comes from sheep, if you can't use it for its original thing, for flock, it's used for shlamim. That doesn't exclude, include an ola, an ola comes from cattle as well. It doesn't include an asham, because an asham doesn't come from all tzon. It comes only from sheep, not from goats. What about the min? The min is not meant to include, go- to, ex- to, say, to say sheep, not goats. It's meant to say one year and nail. Some type of the, sh- some type of the flock. Okay, and therefore, but we still are going to exclude an asham because we're still going to say that tzon means all types of, meaning both sheep and goats. Min means about age and gender, but tzon includes both sheep and goats and therefore excludes an asham. Even though, even though the Gemara says at the end that in theory you could have said min is meant to say only sheep and not goats, and therefore talking about an Asham, but we are choosing not to read it that way, and therefore talking about a Pesach and not talking about an Asham. Yes, there we go. A table is like Um I'm not sure. Um, um, I, I, you know, it means, yes, um, 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 it means, is this really correct? So I was thinking, it mean, I, I, I haven't, it does mean like, you know, is this really correct, don't we say, etc. I'm not sure, I didn't actually look at the exact translation, I was doesn't wondering... Quote, it doesn't seem to quote Mishnah. Right no, 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 I was wondering if Hayasivan means like, from, will this really be established from like Yeshev? How do, do, what do they tell they translate the word Hayasivan? I mean, I know it's like an interrogatory challenge in the Yushalmi, I just don't know the exact translation of the word. These words, you see that? What are the English translations? Doesn't say. I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, may say is let me respond, right? But anyway, yeah. So I was thinking before we were Ali, Ali, it was from Alila, right? I said that. No, I thought you said that. Uh, I said Alila. Okay. <laughs> you weren't listening. You were too busy reading. Look at your English. I said that Alila comes from Alila. It does, right? But you often suggest a challenge from a, from a, from some type of a textual source. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, when we're talking about the Pesach, yes, the Pesach both the animal changes to a shlumim and the money changes to a shlumim. If you have leftover, yes, both are true. Okay. So it says like this. Um, um, but what did it say there for the word Hayy Saber? Can I take a look? Yeah, but what does it mean? It says raise an objection. So it's like may say, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. So Alila is not a question, it's more of an objection, right? So it's about Alila Alim. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. He said it was question, but I say right. objection. Okay, you're right. Meaning not a, not a question like looking for information. Right. A question like a challenge. Yeah. A challenge, yeah. Okay. Alright, so now we get how they get this drashan, how they limit it to a carbon Pesach. Now the Gemara continues like this. Um, uh, where were we? Um, okay. Um, okay. Um, is this really true? You have the same pasuk by Shlomim and by an Ola. 
So if mean means something that comes from sheep and meaning all, all sheep, sheep and goats or whatever, anyway, and it means a Pesach, and we use it to say that a Pesach will become a Shlomim, let's read from this Pesach and say means a Pesach, and if it's not a Pesach, it'll become an Ola. Why don't we say most are Pesach by Ola? Leftover money from the Pesach will be brought as an Ola. So I'm a Rebbe Avlan. Mishanim davashu lachila ledavashu lachila. They mishanim davashu lachila ledavashu ainu lachila. It's very easy. If we can read the Pesach into one of these two parshiyos, either the Shlamim or the Ola, we'll read it into the Shlamim parsha because you eat a Pesach, you eat a Shlamim. We won't read it into the Ola parsha to say that something that started off as something that could be eaten would become an Ola and not be able to be eaten. I'm a Rebbe Yosi Bar Rav Boon. Mishanim kachim kalim l'shem kachim kalim. They mishanim kachim kalim l'shem kachim kachim. Another good answer. We'd rather a pesach convert to a shlomim. They're both kachim kachim kalim than a pesach convert to an ola. Pesach is kachim kalim, and ola is kachim kachim kachim. Okay, Rebbe Yochanan Amar. Okay, fine. So, by the way, what's fascinating here is it shows you the intersection or the interaction, I should say, of svara with adrasha. Right? Because normally we say, oh, it's a drush, it's a bus look like it's automatic. You know, it's like mechanical almost. This is the drusha, this is the pasuk, this is the conclusion. But you often have a lot of choices how to read the pasuk, and what type of, you know, which pasuk to read. We could have read it that a pesach becomes an ola, but no, it makes more sense to say a pesach becomes a shlomim, so we'll read it into that pasuk. Now it is, but look, as I said it before, we could have also read the pasuk to say an asham becomes a shlomim. But we chose to read the pasuk, that the pasuk is excluding asham and including and including the pesach. So it really shows you like the type of, I mean, it almost should be self-evident, but for, uh, for a lot of people don't uh, uh, sort of think about this or acknowledge this, how the role that Svara plays in the types of Russia decisions that are made. Yes? It's not obvious that you couldn't take an offering and raise it and elevate its status. Um, you, you could, but, but, but it's, yeah. you, it's not that it's impossible, but if you have a choice between saying it converts to something similar uh-huh. as opposed to converts to something different, we'd rather say it converts to something similar. That, 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 that is a svara. That yes. is a svara. <laughs> yeah. Right. I get it. Right. Okay. All right. So now the rest is like this. Uh, and the following thing Rabbi Hanina challenged the Inun Amim again they say in Bavel now this is uh, again we, we learned this in the Bavli by Pesach right when you do change an actual animal not just leftover money of a Pesach to a Shlomim after Pesach you have to Shech to Shalom Lishmo you can't Shech it with Shem Pesach after Pesach then it won't be good now what do you have to Shech it for so he claims, the claim here is that in Babel they said you have to shecht it specifically for Shlomim, for it to convert to a Shlomim. I will remind you that we did not say that when we went to Sachim. We said any Shalomishmo converted to a Shlomim, but he said that in Babel they were saying that you have to shecht it specifically for Shlomim for it to convert. So Vanilmer, and he says, and I say, um, any other korban you shecht it for, as long as you're not shecht it for a Pesach, if it's after Pesach and you shecht it for another korban, it converts to a shlomim. Amr of Elah says, Rabbi Elah said, time ago, Yochanan, the reason Rabbi Yochanan says that even if you shecht it for an Ola, it converts to a shlamim, imin hatzon korbano lezevach shlamim. Again, now we're buying into the drasha that they had in Babel. Remember, this was a Babel drasha. Imin hatzon korbano lezevach shlamim. Something that comes from sheep, a Pesach, becomes a shlamim. Koshu zevach, lezevach, if you do it for any korban, then shlamim. So, koshu zevach, Okay, so he doesn't have to shecht it for shlamim, he just have to shecht it for some other korban, and then it automatically becomes a shlamim. Now the Gemara says like this. 
Well, you could check maybe for its own purpose, for a Pesach or something. All right. Anyway, maybe if you checked it as cool in it, wouldn't work. All right. Anyway, now the Gemara says like this. Now, it changes for as far as Pasul Machshava is concerned. What does that mean? Um, means, when you are shechting it for, let's say, an Ola, not for a Shlomim, how much does your thought of it as an Ola, it makes it into a Shlomim, but how much does your thought of it as an Ola give it the halachas of an Ola? And e- even for invalidity purposes, what would be the case? I mean, it's going to be a Shlomim. So let's see what the Gemara says. Hey, Chavita, what would be the case? Shachtu l'shem Ola. Let's say you shechted it for an Ola. Amnas lizrok tama lemacha. And you had intention for pigal thought to throw the blood tomorrow. So what's the halacha? Will it be pigal or not? So the Gemara says, who cares whether it was an Ola thought or a Shlomim thought? Any machshava to be zoe zedam lemacha is pigal for any korban. Any korban, you're planning to do it tomorrow is pigal. So the Gemara says, mikomakom pasulhu. So what? Either way, you're going to invalidate it, whether you consider it to be, whether the Ola thought makes it more like an Ola or more like a Shlomim. Everything was done correctly. What? One thing. Ah, so that's what the is going to answer. No. In here means in. If you say, now there's a whole question of the Girsa. I'm going to read it the way the Taklin uh, Chadatin, who's the Talmud of the Gra, reads it. In Tamar, Machshanel, Machshavis, Pussel, then Pussel. In Tamar, Amishanel, Machshavis, Pussel, then it's Pigel. Okay, so, meaning that you can make it puzzle without making it pigo. As Michael reminds us, for something to be pigo, it's very hard to be pigo because everything else has to be done correctly. So it says like this. If you say that the sort of Ola Machshava um, makes it, you know, you sort of are treating it like, yes, it's a shlumming, but it's a shlumming that was done with shame Ola, then if you add to that a pigo thought, that's going to it has two problems as it were it's got a pigal thought but it's also got this like Ola thought going on although the Ola thought doesn't make it invalid somehow that's not seen as a problem and not the natural way of doing it and therefore that it will save it from being pigal it will only be pasul but if you say if you say that you thought for an Ola but we don't really sort of give that thought any weight it's just like a straight shechting with saying shlumim for this then normal pigal will take effect and we don't give any weight to that machshava of an ola and it doesn't make it, uh, you know, p- problematic to further, inv- to, to save it from being pigal. Well, okay, what's, yes. What's the nafimina between being pigul and pigal? Uh, pigal, first of all, you transgress when you, when you make it pigal. Number two is that if you eat pigal, you're high of kares for eating pigal. So that's a, yeah. right. So thank you for pointing yeah. that out. Right. Okay, so let's cool. take a look. Let's keep on going. That was a little complicated. Now, you know what? You've got to love this. I mean, I've got to tell you. It's like, finally, we're having a desugia that sounds a little bit like a bavli. You know? It actually talks a little bit. It's not these one-liners. You know, the you get a little, little bit elaborate. I mean, okay, that last line was exactly, you know, could have been fleshed out a little bit more. But anyway, but it's also sugyas that are parallel in the bavli, so I know more what it's talking about. Anyway. Okay, so it sounds like this. You shechted this Pesach after Pesach. You have to shechted shalom vishmo for it to be a shlomim. When you shechted it, you said, Hareni shokto l'shem Pesach l'shem shlomim. So, does l'shem shlomim save it, or l'shem ola, would it matter? Or does l'shem Pesach fix it in its old Pesach identity and make it possible? What's the halacha? L'shem ola vishmo, b'shayim osar shana, when it's not Pesach. 
the Vibun Bar 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 Bun Bar whatever Chia B'Shem Shmuel Bar Abba says the following Mikivan She'in Lo Shein since this Pesach on the rest of the year does not have a designation right it sort of seemed to be sort of non-designated um, so then Minasu Kishokto Lishmo Bishalo Lishmo Bishkika again the way this is read it's not so clear what it means but the way that some of the first read it is Lishmo and Shalo Lishmo sort of you know neutralize one another they, they, they short circuit so you wipe the, so they sort of you know they, 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 they smash together so it's like you did it without saying anything okay so those neutralize you did it for and if you shacked it for it's kasher now that itself is questionable you might remember in the Bavli we had a question whether Pesach B'Shari Mosashana by Akira or lo by Akira does it need to have its old name uprooted from it which is exactly this question if you shacked it without giving it any kavana and any designation does it have the old status of Pesach and its puzzle or do you actively have to redefine it as something and you know and you have to actively redefine it to make it kasher or do we say no lo by Akira automatically once it's no longer Pesach its identity has changed okay so the question would be what happens if you shacked it Pishtika you don't say anything is it good or not so he's saying Lishmo and Shalom Lishmo neutralize. It's like it's Pishtika, and he assumes that Pishtika is okay. You don't have to actively change its old name, it automatically is okay. I'm alleged, so he said back to him, in Kenhu, if you think Lishmo and Shalom is okay, even if you somehow separated the Lishmo and Shalom you shafted it with Shane Pesach, with the Kavana to be Zoic the Dam, with Shane Shlomin. So according to you, why don't we say Why don't we say that that also neutralizes and it's kasher and it takes it for granted that that does not. Of course, that's a little different because there the shrita precedes the zrika and you could say you've already when the shrika the 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 lishmo uh, uh, takes precedence and defines it as opposed to when they already come together. But anyway, he resisted this idea if you could say them both are neutralized and even if you somewhat separated it, let them neutralized where do you get the idea that if you did a Peshtika you take it for granted that it's good we can say that if you did a Peshtika it's good we can say if you did a Peshtika it's not good so why are you taking for granted that the Pesach in the rest of the year you don't have to actively uproot and change its name so again, this in the Bavli is a discussion whether Pesach B'Shari Moshashana by Akira or Lo by Akira, whether it actively needs its old name to be uprooted and redefined. Here the Yerushalmi is phrasing it as what is its status when it's Peshkika, when it's silent. So it assumes it's okay and in the end, you, you have to like, I mean, especially after all these years in the Bavli, some of the new formulations of the Yerushalmi. Who knows what you would say Peshkika? Maybe you'd say Kasher, maybe but you'd say Paso. Right. Peshkika in the Bavli is so late with certain assumptions, right? Uh-huh. Shika, kohoda, uh, it, yeah. The shika itself... Well, that's true, just using the word shika is a powerful it's, 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 word. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But I was also it's pointing shika, about... It's like, you don't know. I was also pointing about, like, if you had this question in the Bavli, it would be, you know, Pesach B'Shayim Moshashana, Bayakira, Lo Bayakira, Teku. 
right? And the Yushalmi, it's Matomar Bashtika. Kasher or Tomar Bashtika Puzzle. It's like very interesting to hear the different types of formulations. Anyway, so it doesn't know what the story is if you were such so take. And it also doesn't know if you said Lishmo and Shalom Lishmo, whether that neutralizes it and it becomes like a Shtika case, or whether since you said Lishmo, you've already fixed it as a Pesach and you made a Puzzle. Yes. When you say Shtika, do you have to verbalize it to somebody else? Or you keep internal? No, speak is internal. The question is when you talk about having particular kavanas, whether you have to verbalize it. And that we discussed for... Well, that's exactly the point. Shtika is shtika. The question is if you say when you had Lishmo a kavana, does that mean a verbalized kavana? And the general okay. assumption okay. is that it does. Okay. okay, now we get on to the next part, the nausea. Most of Nazir in the Davar, so we're skipping over the Nizirim in the plural case. An individual Nazir has leftover funds that goes for any Davar, similar idea of like leftover for a Chatas. Now, by the Nazir, it is getting to the idea that he did not just bring a Chatas. I don't know why he didn't get to it about by, by the Zava, but it's getting to it by the Nazir. So Nazir brings an Ola, Shlomim, and a Chatas. So when you have leftover, leftover from what? I had three hundred. I, I, you know, I had I, I had three hundred dollars. I spent two hundred of them on the Ola Shlomim and the Chatas. I had a hundred left over. Is this leftover Ola money? Is it leftover Chatas money? Leftover Shlomim money? How the heck do I know? So it says, Ah, what order did you buy them in? Right, first you buy, bought your Ola, then you bought your Shlomim, and then you bought your Chatas. Then the last funds were all going to be for the Chatas, and anything left over was seen as left over from the Chatas. But if you bought them in a different order, right, first you bought your chatas, then your ola, then your shlamim, then the leftover funds are seen as leftover from a shlamim. Is that clear? So we don't bundle it all together as, uh, uh, according to him. That's only, now he speaks about offering it at the end, although I, as the way I just described it, it almost would have made more sense to say whether you bought it at the end. But the way we look at it is whichever one was offered last, that's the last that's the one that the funds are seen to have gone to, and therefore the Mosar is the Mosar of that Korban. I will eat Karva Shlomim Besov, but if the Shlomim was brought at the end, Mosar and Shlomim, the leftover funds go to a Shlomim. They're seen as leftover funds from a Shlomim. I'm Reb Zeyrin, no. A few Karva Shlomim Besov, even if the Shlomim is brought at the end, Halacha Achas Ibn Nazir. It's one Halacha, Shetiei Mosra Nidava. Though since there's a Chatas as part of that group of Korbanot, any leftover is considered leftover of a chatas. And as I said, that works well with the earlier discussion also about the zava that has a chatas and an ola as the birds. The leftover funds are seen as leftover chatas funds. Okay. So the Gemara says like this. Uh, we have a Bryce that supports this one, a Bryce supports that one. A Bryce that supports Reb Zeira, who says that it's always seen as leftover Chathos funds. Why? What does the Bryce say? Um, the following are undesignated funds. Um, so, um, even if you, uh, you have a Chathos that was able, basically the owner died and it couldn't be brought, so essentially it's considered now Moser Chathos, right? The funds are left over, it's mixed up in them, then it's all considered again, the phrase of most to mean, but it means is not clear, but it means in this context, it means that the leftover funds would go for the nidava. The Chiddush is the last part of it, that's when the funds have not even been separated out. But then the Chiddush is, Vafil hifrish to make chatas mitocha most to Meaning, you, if somebody set aside like, like a, a $300. He took out, and I'm going to use all this for my, you know, for my nazir, for my korbanot, um, amongst which is a chatas and no and who knows what else. Okay, then he took aside $100 and good, this is going to be the chatas money. And then he dropped it. 
Okay, so this is all now leftover funds. Since this pile originally had chatas money in it, even now the chatas money has been removed, this pile is considered to be leftover chatas funds, and therefore goes lindava. And not for Ola, not for Shlami, not for any of that. So that's exactly like the Nazir. Here it's with money. You know, you had money for your Nazir Korbanot, even whatever order you bought them in, whatever order they were offered, since Chathas funds were part of that originally, any extra is considered extra Chathas funds. really interesting that the Machshava, the Meikara is Kovah. Well, but it's also Hektate. It's not just Machshava. You're Makdish for funds as well. So, but then the identity remains always as part of this group. Okay, the following price is Rav Chista. If somebody says, the following will be for my chatas, for Sharlushan is Yosai, and the rest is for, the, for the, uh, my other korbanos as a Nazir, Umeis, and then the guy dropped dead. Molin Bekulan, the Ain Molin Satan. Now, of course, that's a funny phrase. You can do me evil with all of them, but not with some of them. But what it means is, not that you're allowed to, if you use all of the funds, you've done me'ila. If you use only some of the funds, you do not. Why? You cannot do me'ila with a shlumi until, uh, like, it's actually karev and then certain things. But anyway, because shlumi is to be eaten. So there's no me'ila with a shlumi. There's not me'ila with shlumi funds. So basically, what you see that you've got here in this pile is a mixture of shlumi funds and ola funds. So if you use all the money, you've done ELA. Some of those funds are for an OLA. But if you've only used some of the money, we can't tag you with ELA because maybe those are the funds that would have gone to a shlumin. All right, now, how that actually... Um, one minute. The low Amar, And it does not say in that bright, that's almost like an argument from silence, that if the guy died, then the money gets used for an Adava. And presumably, and you could also just say by the fact that it looks at the funds as being a mixture of Ola and Shlomin and so on, presumably it does not say, since the Chathas was once part of it, that always stamps its identity. Okay, so that's a little bit more of an argument of silence, but we see that according to that, it does not give that example that the funds would always be going to Nidava if the person died. Okay, so, Ramchiz Amar, Moshe Lach Moshe Nazir, so that was talking about that whole package of Chathas Ova Shlamim, is it always stamped with the Chathas identity? Now we talk about the other parts of a Nazir. Moser Lach Moshe Nazir, Nazir would bring with his Corbin certain loaves of bread. And you say he set aside money specifically for those loaves, and there was leftover money. So what do we do with it? Your top, you have to let them rot. Sort of like the Gemara said before about, you know, throwing it in Yamamela. Certain types of obligations that are not chatas related, again, maybe the Ola, chatas, and Shlami are all packaged, but they're all animal korbanos, so they're seen as getting the chatas identity. But certain obligations that are not chatas related, they don't go with the Dava. So what do you do? Throw it into the sea. Sort of like what I said before about the Kohen Gadol Vasvidei Fad. It's interesting that they're both, by the way, mincha types of, you know, flower types of things. I'm not sure if that's significant. Yes. So wait, this is, you actually had physical bread here? Well, the phrase of your cow sounds like physical bread, but maybe you bought a lot of flour. If it was other money, you would just throw it, you know, throw it in the Yama Melech or something. Maybe you bought a lot of flour and then you had leftover dough. So then even if that would be through that. But let's take a look. But it seems that we're not just talking about that. We're talking about funds as well because the Gemara considers other possibilities. I'm Rabbi Yossi. Vieus, is that really correct? Um, or no, Vieus, that is correct. I mean, it's hard sometimes to the statement or question. That is correct. So 
to bring it by itself, like to say, you know, Moser Shlomim Shlomim, Moser Ola Ola. So why not say Moser Lechem Lechem? No, we don't have the type of an independent korban. Yeah, yeah, but it's exactly a, it's not just Sama Mincha, meaning, it, or maybe it is a specific type of Lechem, um, but I don't think it's a Sama Mincha. You bring it as, what does it say that you bring it as a nausea? Let's take a look at the process. <coughs> really tests your knowledge here. Um, hold on. Um, yes, yes. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. I don't know. Was this done the same way a mincha was done? Um, I mean, it's also here. You're not makriv a, a you know a, a what do you call it a um, um, a komet. You just do a whole ritual with waving it. So maybe it means that type of a korban doesn't brought by itself. You can't bring the same type. Meaning you can't say like shlumming shlumming. You can't say you know. Again, we're not even talking about bread. We're talking about money. So it's not the thing. So you can't bring, use the money to for a, this type of a, of a of an offering of bread. That's this type of an offering of bread does not exist by itself. And you can't use it for any kind of bread. Well, no. Well, as long as you're using it for something else, why you know why you limit yourself to a mincha? Bring any korban. The fact that it's bread is not significant. We don't say, oh, if it was an animal, use it for some other animal korban. Right? It's the specific way in which it's brought. So it says to use it for the same type of lechem korban that doesn't happen by itself. Lakrivo in the Zirsacheris. How about saving the funds for more for another time you're a Nazir? I mean, the guy who's a Nazir once will probably be a Nazir again. So anyway, Einot Yachosh, Einot Haniziris Ba'ab Lo Lechem, because your other Nazirus will require its own sanctification of Lechem, not using funds that were designated for something else. Every Nazirus needs its own sanctification for the bread. So therefore, Lufun Kain, you can't use it for related for its exact purpose or for a related purpose. You have to let it rot. So again, this idea that if it's a, if it's camp, you know, if it's not a chata status, a chata can become a nedava. Shlamim, shlamim, ola, ola, chatas nedava. This sort of falls between the cracks. Can't become the same thing. Can't be used for a related thing. Therefore, you have to just let it rot. Um, okay. So Amar Sabrina Meimar. We thought to say that hulachno humoser nesachav. The same way you would say this, that the bread has to be let rot, money set aside for the for the wine that's brought for the nazir would also have to be have to have to uh, let rot if you had leftover money. For the same reason, you can't bring it by itself, and you can't bring it with another nazir korban. So I'm guilty by Rebbe Boon. No, most of the kachi kachim And now we get this issue about it's not limited to a chasos. The Nisachim have a kashe kashim status, right? They're just pouring on the Nisayach, they're not eaten, and so on. And therefore, it's not just that a chasas can become a Nidava, it's a kashe kashim can become a Nidava. So that allows us, again, this question of exactly what has this rule that if you can't, you know, use it, let, just let it be a Nidava, is not clear. I'll remind you what we said so far. Shkalin can become a Nidava, right? That's not a chasas. Um, you know, it's generally brought for an Ola, the, the general Korbanoti for an Ola, so maybe here it could be used like this idea of Kashe Kashim, but okay, Shkalim. We mentioned the Zava, the, the Zava whose Korban is both a Chasas and an Ola, but maybe that's because it's part of a bundle. We have the discussion about the Mincha of the Kohen Gadol, which was debated whether that was Nidav or not. So that's not a Chasas, but that's also Kashe Kashim, right? And now we have this, so this is the question about is it just a Chasas? 
you know, or is it some broader category? Category certainly shkalim is not a chatzos, and that's in this category of motor linedavah. All chatzos is kosher kosher, correct? Yes. So here the question just simply is maybe it's just all right. Maybe it's not limited to chatzos. Not limited, right? Okay. Now, but not all kosher kosher because an ola is kosher kosher, and then you get to reuse it for an ola. So it's when it's a kachim kachim that you don't have something to do with the funds. It's not clear how you can reuse the funds. Yeah. Then maybe it can be for an edava. Yeah, also, you said something about the shalamim. If I, if I designate an animal for shalamim, and then I take the fleece and I weave something with it, make yes. a sweater, that's not me'ila? Correct. It's not mutter, but it's not me'ila. Because it's not kulo lashem. Okay. Right. Okay. So, okay, I'll So, according to the opinion of Rabbi Yosi Rabbi Boon, that basically says that this becomes an adava, katekatim, Shmuel alibad Reb Chizda, the most now it's very hard to read this, but, or whatever, but Shmuel, uh, remember Shmuel we said before was about the Kifushkalova Mace, Yipul in the Daval, right? So we're going to say line up a couple of people that have this similar idea that country country money gets to become a nidava. So Shmuel Ali the Rav Chizda. Now it's not exactly clear why it says Ali the Rav Chizda. But most of the Sachim, hold on, I got to read this on the side because they switch around this year, so it's very hard to read this. Um, one minute. So one minute, hold on. Um, Shmuel, Rav Chizda was the one that said Moser lach mo your kav. So Shmuel alivet Rav Chizda ben Moser nisachim v'Ravichia v'Belazer shlochan amur davar echad. Okay, let's just these three said one thing. Let's sort of see what it says they said, and then we'll worry about how it exactly what it said about you know how it, how it presented their names in the gov. So these three said one thing. Rebichia ahad amrin. Rebichia what we said because what, what did Rebichia say? Of course, you see there's a question whether it's chitzer or chia. Okay, but Rebichia Shmuel the Amr Rebiosi ad the Anataman Shlemis Kav Rebiuda Shalish Shmuel Hifish Kalo Meis Amr Leyipulun in Dava. So the shekel becomes in the Dava. Rebiliezer Omer Moshe Atzvi Seifar Shalo. Rebiogelon Omer Yolicham Liamamelach. Rebiliezer Omer Yiplu Linidava. So so you see this Rebiliezer says. Left, it's not chatas. It's kachay kashim. It becomes in the dava. Shmuel said the shekel becomes in the dava. Also not a chatas. So those Rabbi Eliezer and Shmuel said the same thing. Now the question is, what did it mean here about this line about Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chizda had the Because what did Rabbi Chia and what did Rabbi Chizda say? Rabbi Chizda said uh, this whole thing about the chasas and the ola being mixed together by the nazir. That's not. Or here he said, Moselach mo your so nazir your kav. So it's actually the opposite. He could have said the extra lechem, although that's not. Oh, I see. No, here's the point. Here's the point. Since Rabbi Chia, uh, since Rabbi Chizda said the leftover money of a nazir's lechem is your kav, presumably he emphasized lechem as distinct from nisachim. And the Nisachim would not be your Kav because the Nisachim is Kache Kachim. And therefore it would be Linidabah. So let's read that again, okay? That's, I'm gonna, just going to read that one more time just to be clear. It goes like this. Aldaitis Rev Yosef Rebbe Boon. Right now I got it. Aldaitis Rev Yosef Bar Rebbe Boon. Rev Yosef Rebbe Boon explains Rev Chizda. That Rev Chizda said it's Allah only by the bread. But that Rev Chizda would say that by the Nisachim, because it's Kache Kachim, it would be for an Olaf. 
So according to his interpretation of Rav Chizda, we can say the following thing. We can say the following thing. Shmuel, number one, Rabbi Chizda, the Moser Nisachim, really belongs earlier. It should be, right, it should be, Aldaitid Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Boon, according to how it's interpreted what Rabbi Chizda said by the Moser Nisachim, that they become a, um, that they become a Nidavah. So according to him, Shmuel, Rabbi Chizda, Rabbi Eliezer, Shloshan, Amru, Dabar, Echad. Those three all said one thing. Right? Rav Chizda, it should be Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda, Amrin. Rav Chizda, what we said, that Rav Chizda said is Allah only by the bread, but the Nisachim would become a Nizavah, because it's Kache Kachim. Rav Yehuda by Shmua by the Shkalim. And this Allah by the Yafimi Ta'ifa, according to Rav Eliezer, also by it. Alright? Did, did you get that, more or less, or did I totally confuse you? I think I confused you. Thanks, says different. Um, okay, but the basic point is like this. According to Rabbi Yosef Rabbi he explained Rabbi Chizda's point about the bread of the Nazir, that it's rot, that's only by bread, because it's cut your column and we can't do anything with it. But he said that according to Rabbi Chizda, by the wine of the Nazir, that would actually get to be used as an Itavah. So what the Gemara is saying, according to his reasoning, reading of Rav Chizda, we have three opinions that say that leftover Kachim Kachim is Nidava. This reading by the Nazir, which Shmuel said by the Shekel, and the opinions by the Kohen Zatiri Taifa, that that gets to be used as a Nidava as well. Okay, is everybody thoroughly confused? <laughs> Let's take a look now at the next Mishnah. Moser Shvuyim Rishvuyim. Now this becomes fascinating because in a number of places, the Gemara and the Rishalmi, as you see, the Bali and the Rishalmi, treat money that's designated for mitzvah purposes like tzedakah and so on to be somewhat analogous to money that's been sanctified. And heck, they said, the question about can you reuse it for other types of purposes. So that's what this Mishnah turns to. If you have money collected for pigeon Shvuyim, for redeeming captives, then Rishvuyim, you save it for, uh, God forbid, and then you'll have another need for, for redeeming captives. Moser Shavoy, Laoser Shavoy, if you raised money for a particular captive, and then there was lexed over money after he was redeemed, then he gets to pocket it. Oh, no, it was made for him. Taking captive again? No. Yeah, that's what I thought. No, I, I hope not. No. Moser Aniyim Aniyim left, left money collected for Aniyim generically extra money gets saved for future Aniyim. Moser Aniyim it's money that's collected for a particular poor person. Hey, this guy lost his house let's raise money let's buy the house back from the bank for a particular purpose and then you collected more money than you expected then Moser Ani he gets it. Moser HaMesim LeMesim money collected generally for, for the purpose of, of burying the dead any leftover funds get saved <coughs> for that purpose Moser HaMesim but if it was money collected for a particular dead person to bury him and you collected more money than you were expecting Lior Shav then it goes to the heirs Reb Meir Omer no Moser HaMesim I don't know whether to use the money for doing something nicer for the dead person or to give it to the heirs so you have to just put it in escrow Rebbe Nazan Omer alright we'll see Rebbe Nazan says Moser Ames voting low nefesh al kivro no actually he's the other extreme he says you use the leftover money you buy you buy a nice tombstone you use so even though there was enough money you only raised the money to buy the burial plot and the burial if there's leftover money do something else for the mace so the question here why the mace might be different is as opposed to the case by the Ani or the Shavoy there are Lies. If they want to give it to somebody else, that's their choice. Here, the mace, you can't ask. So fundamentally, you would say it follows the rule that it goes to the mace. But maybe the mace, and the question is, could we assume implicitly the mace would rather his heirs just keep the extra money? Or we would assume that the mace would want, actually, if you raised it for him, to do something nicer for his grave. 
So here's the question. Maybe we want it for charity, Eddie. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay, that's true, too. But I guess there's an assumption that it sort of starts within, you know, because what would happen if the mace got it while he was alive and then he died? Then it would pass on to his heir. So it does still follow that idea that it goes to the person you raised it for, but here you don't exactly know what to do in the case of a mace. Let's look at the Gemara. Let's say you collected money for a for somebody and you, you thought for the maze and you thought that there you know you know we thought that this guy was a pauper we raised money to buy a burial plot and then you find out that it, actually he had all of his money you know buried away swirled away in his mattress and he didn't he didn't mislead you and you know he doesn't need our money so what's the halacha with his money do we say most are mostly our shop or do we say the whole thing was the toast and you give it back to the people you collected it from. For the maze, for the maze, to assume. Yeah, okay, to assume for the maze. Oh, he thought to say, let's give it to the Yershin. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, it was raised for him. From this place of Chutra said to him, think for yourself. They only did it, intended to do it, because they thought he needed it. So as opposed to the other case, he really did need it. It was left over here. They thought he needed it, and he did. The whole thing was a toast. So Amr Leh, he said back to him, he maybe didn't like the sort of tone that this rabbi used, presumably anyway, just, you know, Haga Asmecha, and so on. So he said back to him, Amr Leh, Analo Amaris, Hey, I didn't say that idea. Where do you think you got that idea from? <laughs> Meaning, like, you know, who, you know, like, uh, you know, who died and made you king? You know, <laughs> yo, you said you so. Let's yeah, I hear whatever. It's a svara. What, what makes you think that's right? Not my svara. So what makes you think that that's the right svara? All right. Anyway, so uh, but but, uh, but you do hear the point, and that's why the Mar asked the question that that is fundamentally different. Okay. We, we, we got a yellow for Okay, so the Gemara says like this. Tani b'shem Rebbe Nosan, which we taught a bright in the name of Rebbe Nosan, Moser HaMais Yivul Nefesh Al Kivro. So if you have leftover money, this is like the position of Rebbe Nosan at the end of our Mishnah. So here's a bright that's following that. Leftover money, you build a like a tombstone on his uh, grave site. The Yatsa Lo Ziluf Al Gavim You also use some money for some. Uh, sprinkling of wine when you're carrying out the beer when you're carrying out the coffin you know it's rotting a little they didn't have refrigeration what they would do is they'd sprinkle wine so it wouldn't smell so you could also use money for that as well that's extra things you can do with the money and you should use it for the mace Tani ain't podium shovely shovely you do not redeem one captive with enough for money for another captive. If you raise money for one captive, you don't transfer it for another one, which is pretty much what the mission sounds like. The ain't going talis Now, this is interesting. If you don't, if you don't collect a talis for a talis, uh, which is very strange. I mean, the Mepharshim say that it means that if you collected money like for a talis with sitsis and then you wanted to buy a nicer one, you don't switch it, which is a, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, which is a little bit strange um, because like, uh, you know, what is the idea of setting aside money for a ta- Anyway, talus in the Gemara does not really mean talus with tissus. It really means like it's a cloak. And the phrase is govin. So you don't sort of, you know, govin like you collect a talus. So what that means, you don't collect a talus for a talus, I really don't know exactly. Anyway, some of the proportions say it means money set aside to buy one type of a talus with tissus. You don't say, oh, here's a nicer one, and you switch it. However, there's a difference between individual collecting of funds and the care and the charity officers. The charity officers are allowed to switch where their funds are designated because basically, when you give it to them, you give it to them with an understanding of that that they have discretion. 
So if you're doing your own collecting and it's for a specific purpose, it's locked into that purpose. For them, though, even though there might be a general goal, this understanding... Do you like a person? Yeah, so that's exact, not exactly clear. Like, what if they say, we are collecting yeah. for this shoveling? So the lines here are not exactly clear. I want to read one, fo- one following thing, getting back to the mace and the, um, and the tombstone. So Tani, um, we turn the bright, so you don't make tombstones for the righteous, for them, the very famous phrase, beautiful phrase, their teachings, what they left behind, their legacy, should be their thing. You don't make, you don't make, maybe also they didn't want this whole idea of worshipping the graves and stuff. You can, I don't know, but it's, it's, so you know, they shouldn't have, it's not about physical things, it's about their legacy. You know, Woody Allen once said, he said, I don't want to become immortal through my works, I want to become immortal by not dying. That's right. so, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but for the face, I understand. Yochanan, now let's start, I want to start a little story which will finish tomorrow. Reb Yochanan, Reb Yochanan was being supported and going because he was heavy, he needed to be supported by, by um, and he was, as he walked, and he was supporting himself on Reb Yochanan. Now Reb Yochanan saw Reb Yochanan, and he was from Babel, and he had come there to Israel. And when he saw Reb Yochanan coming, he went and he hid. Okay? Because the Yochanan was going slowly, he came on the other side of the street, he saw him and he went and he went, went and he went into hiding. The Amar, now Rabbi Yochanan said to Rabbi Chibar Abba, who was supporting him, So this Babylonian did two things to me. They, he sort of refers to himself in the third person. He says to him, but he means to me. He, he offended me doubly. How did he offend me doubly? Um, the one is he didn't ask after my well-being. He didn't say, you know, Shamolecha, Rebbe Mori, Chada, Mitzmar. And number two is he went into hiding. It's like he doesn't even want to see me. Amalei Rebbe Yaakov bar so Rebbe Yaakov bar who happened to be there, said to him, Kachni Hibin Gabahon, uh, that's how they practice over there. It's quite fascinating. In just these two Amudim, we have a lot of reference to Bavel. Okay, this Babylonian, I heard over there, I heard the voice of Rabbi Yehuda asking Shmuel, and so he says, that's what they practice over there. Does Ira Loshob Shlomi a a young one or a, a smaller person, a smaller stature, doesn't ask after the well-being of somebody of greater stature. Okay, so we're going to get to that, okay? So that he didn't say Shamalek, it was not seen as respectful to him to ask after you. Okay, that's what you do with a friend, not what you do with a Rebbe. So that's how the Babylonians do it. So therefore, and therefore, the Inu Nahigan Mekaimim, they practice and fulfill the following verse, Ra'uni Ne'arim V'nechba'u. The young ones see me and they go and they hide. The Yeshishim Kamru Amadu, and the old ones get up and stand. So maybe it seems like they're so afraid of you, you know, so, so much awe and respect that they that they that they that, that they can't even encounter you. They don't ask after your well being. That's what you do for your friend. This actually is a showing of awe and respect and reverence. So Amalu now he wanted to almost he, he asked him like a like a, a fake question to get him to, to you know to get him somewhere. So this uh, whoever it was who was it? Rebbe uh, uh, Rebbe Yaakov Ba'idi said to Rebbe Yochanan. So Amr um, um, where was it? Um, Am I allowed to walk in front of this uh, particular idol? Okay. So he asked the Yochanan, "Is it good for me to walk in front of this idol?" I'm a lay, ma, polygray, your car. What are you doing showing it honor that you, you treat it in so much awe that you won't walk in front of it? 
No. Avor Kamoi, the Saminuye. Walk in front of it and close your eyes. Don't treat it like Voldemort, right? If you can't say the name of something, you know, whatever, it's significant, right? So it's sort of like, oh my God, I'm not going to walk in front of that aisle. That shows it, that shows it reverence and significance. Show it disrespect. Walk in front of it and, and close your eyes. So, right. So, Amrlay. So then he said back to him, to Reb Yochanan, oh, you see Reb Yochanan did right? Because since you can't ask your respect, because that's their practice, ask, ask after your well-being. So to pass in front of you and not say anything would be a, the biggest sign of disrespect. And it actually shows respect if he's not prepared to walk in front of you. Okay? So low over come up. So you see he did right. So now we're going to find out tomorrow that Rabbi Yochanan is not done with his kindness. He has other things he's upset about and we will like see what's interesting he's saying. All right. Yes. Yeah.